Merlin. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I was just about to pee, but I can hold it. No, no, do it. Are you sure? Sorry. Yeah, we'll all wait. That's fine. Really? Mm-hmm. What we do while I'm gone? Nothing. Hmm. I'll just check, e- like, check email. Inbox, like John, inbox zero. It'll be like a John Cage thing. You know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom for three minutes and 11 seconds. You'll cut this out, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to hit mute. So okay. yeah, I hope, I hope you do. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a prostate, like a baby's fist. So I'm going to be groaning a lot. A baby? Well, not like a, like a small baby, like an infant. Can you, uh, can you get, uh, get somebody to insert a little musical interlude here? Yeah, we'll just uh, cut it out. I'll just edit it all out. Oh, man. This is gold. You know, uh, is it okay? Can I presumptuously uh, toot the, the, what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, go ahead for it. Is, is, that, is that presumptuous? No. Oh, wait, well, wait, it's your back. show. You do what you want to do. Mm, stand by. Hope he hits mute. And really, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else. I will, I will just wait. Now look at that. The, the showbot thing has a little thing. It says, and they're back to work with Hot Dogs, Ladies, and Dan Benjamin starting now. Boom. No, I can't submit the app. Uh, it's a very in-depth process. Very big process. Merlin messaged me before he says, uh, I'm pumped. Good topic for today. So he's got, he's got a topic. It's got a topic, whatever that means. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hi, Merlin, man. How are you today? Oh, best day ever. Why? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, I'm just slamming and jamming and trying to figure out what jamming and slamming are. That's fantastic. That's just super. Swell. Oh, man. Are you really coming out here for the the, the what is this? Uh, yes, I am for WWDC, which uh, we're expecting to happen sometime in June, according to Marco, June 4th, but I don't believe it. I heard he's got inside information about something. He won't share it. If, he, if you don't share your sources, I'm not willing to believe you. Usually what you do is you would have your editor contact those people mm-hmm. and they would verify that, that they're, uh, that the person that gave that information. I, I think that's what uh, Ben Bradley did. I think you're thinking of Brad Bird, the Pixar guy. Oh, brother. Did, did he do that Mission Impossible movie? Oh, that, was him, ben, right? that was Ben Kingsley. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've, I think you're thinking of Sigourney Weaver. Remember he tortures her in that movie with the violence playing? Yeah, with, with, by the cliff. And does it, what, that was, a, was that, that real? Was it based that on was... a real f- movie? Yeah, it's actually, it's a funny thing. Uh, before he was an actor, Ben Kingsley tortured women all the time. <laughs> that is funny. You know, he's not even English. No, it's, uh, he's British. Oh, good. well taken. <sighs> How's it going? I did that thing you hate. I did that thing you hate. I spent the morning preparing. Oh, I don't hate. I don't you know hate. What? I, I've really tried to stop saying that word. I hate that word. I, I uh, <laughs> but I prepared. I prepared things to talk about. We have two sponsors today, and I prepared things to talk about. And I actually, uh, I wrote things down. How many lines have I got? Oh, you don't want to know. Got mm. 140 lines. 140 lines. Got a lot to say. One four zero. Oh, man, we could do lots of follow up, or we could get straight to the meat. I know you love meat. I got lots of follow up, but it's all, all all skippable. No, let's do it all. All of it? No. Okay. That Where was, do we stand with the ice cream? What's going on with the ice cream? Do we have oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. You can't tell your sources, can you? No, this you is my source is, is the Amy's. Is there ice, a real Amy? Is there a titular Amy? That is a really good question. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. It might be made up like my wife. 
Oh, you know what? My wife said, uh, "Do you have any? Do you have any pictures of uh, Merlin's wife? I want to see her." So I found some these adorable pictures you have of you and your wife when your uh, when your girl was just so little. Aww. Oh, they're so cute! Oh my gosh, hey, some pictures you look so old. Oh my god, you look <laughs> you know so old. Even in old pictures, I look old. Yes, I mean pictures that are from you know five plus years ago. You look really old, and then Adam and says, then Adam you're wearing these Converse soul. shoes, and I'm like, yes. why this is this old guy in Converse? It looks weird. It looks weird. Is sadder than the guy who's clinging Converse guy. Nobody likes. You ever go to rock and roll shows and you see Converse guy? <laughs> The Converse guy, he's got that little ring of hair, it's weird. you know, like uh, Pete from uh, from Thirty Rock. He's got that little tonsure going on, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh my god, I never want to be that guy." I used to go to hard, hardcore shows, and there was this one guy who's like in his 40s, so come to all the hardcore shows, and uh, and I was always like, "Man, he's like 40. Like, who is he fooling? <laughs> right? What's what his problem? He goes to see GBH. What are you doing here? Yeah, Shouldn't yeah. he be at home, like tending a wound or <laughs> wound like, wound care center?" Whatever old people do, sorting your bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Resorting. So the guy's name is Aaron. And Aaron, he, Amy, Aaron. That's a, so he's got, a, he's got a nom de guerre, a nom de plume, nom de cream. He is the marketing and donation wrangler over at Amy's Ice Cream. That is yeah. easily the most made-up title I've ever it's heard. It's real. It's real. Okay. And he is, he's a big fan, loves this show, loves this show, and uh, dropped some kind of weird hint on Twitter lo- what feels like months ago. I don't remember when it was. That he said that they're working on a combo for combo. yeah a combo combo uh, for uh, you know in honor of and in tribute to this show because he's you know they're here Amy's is in Austin they're a local company they like supporting other local companies which we are one they love the show and it's going to be called bulk bag bulk bag and uh, so they are they are doing this I I don't want to steal any of their thunder I don't want to say when it's coming out but but. The fact that it's a combo means that it's going to be up on all of their boards and all of their stores. You can have this thing made anytime you want. It's going to have artwork associated with it. I haven't seen this. Is Jordash going to do it? Uh, no, no. The Amy's has their own people. They got, they got ice cream artists. Yeah. And uh, so they are going, but I can, I can tell you mm. that it is, it is a gluten-free combo. It is a nut-free combo, and it's because it's a combo as opposed to like a flavor. It will be available at all stores at all times, all and going forward from now. On. What? This is a big deal, and it's they're shipped. Per- they're permanent, permanent collection. Permanent collection. They're going to be sending it to you, overnighting it along with their standards. And can I have I showed you, told you what it is yet? I didn't want to mention that, but I because it sounds like a, like a cheesy web guy thing. But oh my god, Dan, I'm so excited! I to know get ice cream in the mail. I've never gotten ice cream in the mail. Be awesome. I got a lobster once. I've never gotten ice cream. Okay, I am going to paste. Do not read this online. What I just pasted to you in the robot. That is that is what is going to be in it. So I think it's going to be pretty darn good. Don't say so, it. So HF, the the last item is gluten free. Oh yeah, of course that is. Yeah. God. We have that all the time here. Well, mm. not the HF, just the... <laughs> just the... So some of the ingredients are coming from the lower America. Right. Some of them are coming... Oh, this is tremendous. Oh, this looks... God, my daughter likes all of this stuff, except for like three of these. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> except for three of them. <laughs> is that uh, uh, the CS? She can't have the CS. She's not interested in that at all. Does Joel, does Joel eat C? Oh, yeah. Loves it. Hmm. As a family, we just uh, get a bag of it and just... Sit around and staring and eating. You ever been to a place where they'll give you a C and they'll put a hole in it and drink the M out of it? <laughs> I think that's creepy. I like Walk to drink the M out of it. I, sometimes I look to C after I get a haircut. 
You ever ferment your am? <laughs> ever ferment it yourself? We have two jars fermenting <laughs> of, of am right one now. One of my least favorite tweets. One of my least favorite tweets. One of my least favorite blog posts is the elliptical thing I can't tell you about. Post. <laughs> Someone goes. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> interesting is happening. Well, dot, so, will, are you going to be f- still f- planning to fly out for the uh, for the uh, unveiling of it? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I got a, I got a G seven. It's a kind of Gulfstream they have not even introduced yet. It doesn't <laughs> even have wings. I shouldn't say anything. It doesn't have W. I shouldn't say anything. Because <sighs> we're going to have a little. Jets. I know a guy sold a jet to Bill Cosby. We're going to do a little event around it when they premiere this. Dan, Dan, if you pay for it, I will do anything. <laughs> So I'll, I'll re- I'm going to write that down. Do you guys get the the uh, the JetBlue or the the Virgin America there? What do you get? You probably got like US Air. Southwest. It's the big uh, one. Is that a song with the khaki shorts? Where you get the Panas? You should listen to my show. The other show. It's really funny. I'll I try. would come there. I would come there. No, I'm also... God darn it, Dan. <laughs> I have so much FU and I, I have I have 100... All right, let's get started. People complain that the show doesn't begin until about 50 minutes in, so we're going to... People complain about everything, Dan. They do. And that starts changing. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. This kind of gets to the topic that we're not going to talk about yet. I would just like to say, um, with all sincerity, this is really super cool and nice of them. What a a lovely, lovely thing to do. How, How? What better way to honor someone than with ice cream? Man, I can eat a lot of ice cream. I, have to you hide can, I bet you bit. can. <laughs> you should see. Well, you know, the, you know, this is the thing. You're a young man. You don't know this. As you get older, the last of your senses to go is sweetness. Sweetness and anger. <laughs> the last two to go. You can. That's why old people love candy so much. They're like crazy people with the candy. And that's why you can eat. My, my, my late grandmother, sweet lady, she would still enjoy a bowl of ice cream. It's the sweetest thing in the world. Because, you know, she wasn't going to sit around and read Proust or anything. Right. She never liked Proust. She was from, from Kentucky. They didn't have Proust there. <sighs> in a library alone. Really? Uh, this is very exciting, Dan. And we should do something nice in return for them. We should, we should make them... I was thinking, you know what? You know what? You don't After- think having a party there and inviting all the Austin-based 5x5 fans is... That's not any good? I should throw that out. You know I love my wife, right? Mm. You do a thing that my wife does, which is I learn about things from, from them telling other people. Mm. I, I learn about, about all kinds of things about our life when we're at parties. <laughs> now I'm learning and I turn and I say, really? Is that what we're doing? When are we doing that? You're, we're... Okay, and like with you now, I've just learned that I'm flying to Austin. I didn't know that. Well, if you mm-hmm. can make it out here, I'll, I'll I'll invite you to anything that you'll pay for yourself to go to. It's your show. <laughs> you know, you're 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 the one now. Like, can I just say also, moving on? Thank you, Amy's, and like even if you never send that to me, that's still the sweetest. No, they're thing doing it. They're going to send it, and they got art. Did yeah, I haven't seen the art. We already know it's public. It has already been made public. It has been revealed what the name of the flavor is. Could you could you share it with people, please? It is bulk bag. Is the bulk name of the bag. flavor? Yeah. Man, perfect. I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant to ask you exactly where that phrase. I remember it was on the show, and we were talking about candy bars. You were derailing me by talking about can, naming candy bars yes. in order, and you said, "I'm not even going to ask you. I, I like the mystery. I'm going to keep the mystery. I don't want to know. I don't want to know where you buy your panties. I don't want to know what that smell is. I just know it's a lovely perfume. I like the way you dress. And let's just keep the mystery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally am there. That's important, Dan. You got to keep the mystery. You got to close the door when you go to the bathroom. Okay, I'll start. You finish. I see that with my daughter all the time when I open a bag or something. I know. I've, I've heard the show before. What, what? What show? You say that on this show a lot. I'll start. This you show. finish. Okay. So I started doing that with my boy also. Like when he, when he doesn't, yeah. When he doesn't, if, if he wants to do something all himself, 
and I know like stirring the eggs, like when we make scrambled eggs. Oh God, the eggs. He's not going to, he's not going to whip them into quite a frenzy as much as I, I like when we, cause you got to get the air bubbles in and everything else. I'll say, well, you start, I'll oh, finish. It's an airborne salmonella system. Right. It's just like everywhere. Oh, I eat the raw eggs. You, you have a Caesar salad? You have a Caesar salad? Sure. I love a Caesar salad. So you buy, you're not worried. You're not worried about chickens eating their poop and not getting your salad. Not, not with the pastured eggs that we get. Not at all. You, you know, in New Jersey, you can't get a Caesar salad because of the mob. So anyway, he stirs the eggs. You mean like too many people in one place and you can't, you, by the time you're in there in line, they're sold out all of it? sharing the same public restroom. I'm just going to quote all my other podcasts. So anyway, you were saying, please continue. Go ahead, call Okay, sorry, uh, first time Egger. It's important. She wanted to open a thing of jasmine rice. My problem is I see the scissors coming out. When the scissors come out, I know it might be time for me to intervene. The scissors, she has gotten very bold with the scissors. There is nothing in her mind that cannot be opened with, with the scissors. And eventually it will get open, but, you know. So you make eggs. I, oh, man. Eggs have got to have a very important role in your home, I have oh, to guess. I have no idea. Mm. This, the, I just, without eggs, I don't know where we'd be. Okay, here's the thing. I will go anywhere, right? As long as somebody else pays for it. Okay. And uh, I just think this is awesome. And so is there an ETA, a rough, uh, when we should be watching out for this? Because we should promote the heck out of Amy's and their flash-based site because it was so super nice of them to do this. Do you have an ETA on this, Dan Benjamin? The last date that I heard being tossed around was the 19th, which is a mere three days from now. Hmm. That seems aggressive. I think it's, well, I think that's the actual date. Hmm. And you learn this from Aaron? Mm-hmm. How many A's are in that? All um, of them? Let me check. Yeah, all of, all of them. He's the one with the snake. You remember that? Oh, the snake handler? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think you're, Isn't that the one? Isn't it Moses' brother and he throws the snake down in front of the Pharaoh? That's Joseph. Oh, no, no. I think you're thinking Joseph of Arimathea. He's the one who picked up the tab on the uh, cave that they... You don't know a lot about the New Testament, do you? Uh, well, I, I know it's, it's something that came after my time. Yeah. Um, I just think this is tremendous. I, w- I would just like to say I think that is uh, a really, really nice thing that they're doing. And so that's all. I don't want to go on about it, but you know, I want my goddamn ice cream. <laughs> well, I did send them your, your shipping address. So The real one? The real. Well, the one you told me to send them. Okay. Can you, can you have, you have is this weird? Can I, can I tell you something else? Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure you get the right address. Let's circle back. Wait, wait who, who are our sponsors this week? Really? Yeah, just really quick. Just say the names. Uh, Squarespace and Smile. Well, guess what? What? Uh, they what? have just moved. They, they, he, he's, here's what he says. Uh, he says, my heart sank after hearing episode number 62, Cultural Molasses, because Merlin reviewed our Flash website. I was screaming into my phone, no, the fact is all those issues are so true, but... We switched our online store to Shopify after listening to your show. We've switched our DNS to Hover after listening to your show. And finally, we're switching our website to Squarespace, of course, after listening to you guys. We've used all those coupon codes, and I've switched over my personal stuff. And, Merlin, it's not public yet, but just for you, I'm going to show you the URL of their new site, which, which you can't talk about. Shut up. Are yeah. you even kidding me? Look at that URL. Dan, everything's coming together. I know. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's a Squarespace site. Isn't that crazy? You'd never, okay, I mean, you'd never know what? that. This is now, this is now the kind of site we, oh. From now on, we're going to use this as an example. I don't have, right? I don't see any little Fs I have to click on to make it work. Oh my God, look at the, <laughs> and look at that. They've got a whimsical font that's not annoying. This is great. Yeah. You guys. Oh my God, they do a slider. They made a slider. Oh, this is, oh. <laughs> 
Too bad we and, can't announce the site because this would be a, a poster child for Squarespace, wouldn't it? Oh, it's going to be. Don't worry about that. Yeah. What, oh, my gosh. You know what, Dan? We're changing lives and lives are, <laughs> they're changing our lives, too. Lives, it's just a whole life change, uh, circle change. God, what a great time to be alive. This is, okay, we should move on. Right. But I, would, I think we should do something nice for them. You know, we had that idea, you know, back mm-hmm. from uh, the early East. Yeah, we'll do that. that, that we should have, uh, you know, occasional, uh, not a freebies, the wrong word, but, you know, we promote things we like. I think we should make them a, a, a not an emeritus, what would you call that, an adjunct? Honorary. Honorary sponsor of the show for at least a few episodes. That's right. awfully sick of them. Like when you don't graduate from college, but you're cool, they give you an honorary degree? Oh, you mean like, like when that. you're too smart to go to college and then you do something important and they suddenly care about you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's our topic for today. That is our topic for that. You know, for many years, you were the scourge of our existence. But we needed somebody to come and speak here for free, doctor. <laughs> Bill Cosby's already got a PhD. You don't need to give him another one. All right, Dr. Cosby. Yeah. Um, well, that's really nice. Okay. Also, let's just get this out of the way. Two quick things about SodaStream. First of all, shame on you, SodaStream. Oh, my God. Did you? This is an outrage, what they've done. I was listening live, <sighs> and I was literally screaming with anger. This is... a. This and is, the way this, he says it is so like he could care, he could you know he doesn't even care. That's heavily affected Dan. He only sounds like that when he's drunk. He's heavily heavily affected John Gruber. Most of that's persona, you know. He has people to help him with that. I guess. Anyway, so John Gruber gets a bunch of free stuff. I am, and I always want to give credit here. I learned about SodaStream from Jonathan Colton. Now I like to think he's John. I think it's Baptist. pronounced Col- Coltrane. Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies. Yeah, giant steps. You know why they call it that? Because the giant steps in in the leaping to 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 the different keys and stuff. You ever listen to giant steps? You got giant steps? I got it. Hmm. Do you like it when I sing little jazz songs? I do. (laughs) I love supreme. I love supreme. God, this is a weird episode. (laughs) It's the best one we've ever done. Oh, so much. 140 lines. Can you hear this? 140 lines. Okay, all I'm saying is, I know you're not listening, so to stream, but if somebody could bother, if you could mention it on the much more popular talk show, I'm saying Jonathan Colton and Merlin Mann, they should be getting some free stuff too. Not a lot, but a little bit. And so the other follow-up. First, so shame on you, so to stream. Shame on you. I can't tell you, all the kids, all the people that were helping with SodaStream, I see this on the internet all the time. They say, you know what? I got two lives. I got the life before SodaStream, and then I got my real life. <laughs> sickening shame there's not enough shame i I wouldn't mind something too i sold another one of these things over the weekend we had some friends over it's red let's take it as red you know somebody came over the house over the weekend and uh they were here with their kids and uh he says oh so let me see this uh the soda stream thing i made him one he took a sip he's like looks like i'm gonna be getting one today you know how they like chili cook-offs you go and everybody makes chili and you bring it and everybody gets drunk and you drink eat chili together i think we should have a soda stream off because (laughs) i've never had grubers but i'm just here to tell you i you know i've got the stats i'm not gonna keep the stats up any longer but the stats are telling a story that is ugly you want to hear yeah less than four days to go through a 60 liter that means i am i am i am at least now, wait, now there's, there's a follow-up to the follow-up. I am oh, qu- at least quadruple and very likely quintuple carbonating. Yes, I've heard about Henry's Law. No, I don't understand it. <laughs> My friend Miriam has been researching this. Various physicists have written to us because this is an important <laughs> issue of the day. And a- apparently, I, I am 
overcarbonating on a level that is extremely unhealthy and might actually be bad for freedom. So I, I, I had coffee with my friend Caleb. Don't be creepy. And you know what Caleb told me? Caleb's real smart ass. Caleb said, here's your problem. You didn't read the instructions. And you know what? I think I might be right because I've been doing this. Right? Yeah. You know what Caleb says? Try hmm. this instead. Pause. So like four little blasts. Wait a minute. The way I've been doing it, I, I think I might be a sucker. Evangelist that I am, I think I might be doing it wrong. So now I cannot afford to spend $15 on carbon dioxide every three days. <laughs> so I'm making a change. I'm making a change in my life, Dan. I'm, gonna, I'm trying something different. But anyway, I would just like to apologize to everybody but SodaStream who are jackals. But anyway, let's follow up more on that later. Uh, everybody should get a soda stream and, and we should get some kind of credit for it. I don't even want money, Dan. Nobody needs money. I don't need money. I need carbon dioxide. I'm paying for, literally paying for air. I, I will put links to the soda streams that we like into the show yeah, notes. At least so, get a little bit of Amazon dough yeah, off it. That'll be some, something. Something. Also, you know, as long as we're talking about me being slighted, it would have been nice. Get a little test flight for this app. Not a big deal. You could have test flown me. What the uh, the five by five app? I went out to get coffee. I you sent I you the invite for that to a month ago or whenever. Is it t- you guys give me a test flight? Yeah, I put you on that. Did you not you get have it? Problems with test flight? You have a problem? I don't get a lot of your stuff, Dan. I mean, literally. I but, but <laughs> so do you ever have problems installing with test flight? Yes. I get a lot of unable to install this application. Do you want to retry? The blue bar goes almost all the way to the end. It pulls back a little bit, which is kind of weird. And then it says unable to install. Now, why does that happen? I, I, do, the, I do the whole rain dance. Is that racist? I got rid of all, <laughs> all my profiles. Oh, I deprovisioned. That's not funny, Dan. That's not no, funny. it's terrible. Well, I had reservations. So I got rid of all of that. Yeah, that's I not racist of, either. What's that? Nothing. Sorry? Go ahead, Go call ahead. <laughs> Make room in the archives for another classic. This is gonna be. Uh, this is the best one. This is gonna be literally the best show you've ever. Oh, you well, just you wait. I'm, I'm full of beans too. Uh, I got. I'm pretty steamed about something. So this is gonna be a good one. All right. It just. It would be nice. It's nice to be asked. But anyway, so uh, you know what? Let's save it for the AD. I want to hear more. I, I went out to get coffee because you and uh, you and uh, Money Boy, my, uh, King uh, King Flooring, King what, what, King Remodel. Did you see the photo of their house? It's very pretty. Which one? No, I haven't seen it. I saw the photo of, of Marco's enormous office. Well, that's just the office. You know, he's actually, he's literally created uh, one of the halls from Versailles. He had all of the mirrors recreated, the whole thing. It's very hard to clean. And he's complaining about that. It's very costly. You got to clean all those. You need. Where to, is um, this picture um, photo low, posted? Low Windex. Oh, that's just part of it. It's not on the public web. Oh. It's on Marco's private web. You know, he has his own internet. <laughs> Called the dark web. <laughs> Tannhauser Gates. Um, so anyway, we'll talk about the radio app. We talked about Amy's. Thank you, Amy. So to stream. Was there any other follow-up? I'm like groups, though. I get frustrated because like, I, I, I try to listen live. I don't understand Colloquy. I logged in twice during the last show. I still don't understand. It's very confusing to me. But you know what? We've done enough follow-up. Yeah. Enough? Let's well. cut it off. Nip it. <laughs> Nip it in the bud. Coconut oil. Man, that's changing everything for me. Unbelievable. I'm making sticks like a crazy person now. The band sticks? Hmm? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I think you're thinking of uh, Tommy Shaw's uh, solo album, Girls with Guns. You know, I own that. I bought the Tommy Shaw solo record. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> I can play too much time on my hands on a piano. You got a piano? No. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, I think that's probably it. Good week. Big week. Oh, it's been a huge, 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 huge week. week. My gosh, so much interesting, interesting speculation. Wow. How will we ever find out what will happen in the future? Amazing. All right. Um, uh, so can I toss this out? Mm-hmm. I already tooted it. Did you see I tooted? Go look at my toot. Hot dogs. That's on, uh, on the internet. Hot dogs, ladies, from some book. You know what? You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to make you a little Amazon money. You know how you love your Amazon? Put it in the show notes. And put that book in there too. Because people still ask. I made an FAQ on my uh, Squarespace site. But people still ask where hot dogs ladies come from. Yeah. Comes from. You know where that comes from? It's from a book. Mm-hmm. We're talking it, about agency, total bastards, and outing your make-believe partners. Air quotes around partners, period, inside, double quotes. If you learn nothing else from the Bible, there are a lot of good things to learn from the Bible. You have to learn how to do things in threes. Hmm. Threes work. I do a lot of things in threes. You'd notice that if you followed things I did. I'm adding confederacy, a confederacy of dunces uh, to the show notes. That is where my handle comes from. I'm also finding a better picture of my lady and me. We did an episode. This is so weird. Um, also, DOS keyboard, shame on you. You know, suddenly I'm that guy. I'm like, why didn't I get one guy? I'll send you some socks. Nobody likes entitled internet guy. Ugh. Um, we did an episode. This is so bizarre. In my over-preparing for today's episode, which is probably the greatest episode we've ever done. Absolutely. Mm, no question. We could button it up right now and we'd be done, but we're not going to. We're going to keep going. Um, we did an episode, episode S1E12. Which, God, it seems like yesterday, but it was April 19th, 19th, 2011, posted at 3 p.m., probably Eastern time. Chewy's Metal is not canonical. Uh, God, this that is, was a year ago? That was a year oh ago with Syracuse and Chewy's Metal. That's, that's when I was just that getting started. That seem like Santa. a year. I know. I know. It's totally freaky. We've got this whole thing. I went into a fugue state for like 40 episodes. I don't, I don't know where we are. Mm, mm. I'm out of soda stream at work. I'm sitting here like an animal drinking out of a soda stream bottle. You hear that? Is this not carbonated? No. Let me answer. It's not carbonated. I don't know how this episode could be so good without me having a soda stream. It's called Chewy's Metal is not canonical. And we talked about agency. We have talked about agency um, numerous times um, in different ways. I think there were a couple episodes. And I want to talk more about agency today and one particular aspect of agency that I think needs to be highlighted. Does this appeal to you? Yes. Back in that episode, Chewy's Metal's not going to... Merlin doesn't have some follow-up for He and Dan discuss entrusting your agency to others, how to reclaim it, and picking the right balance between expertise and fun. Um, in that episode, it's really funny because I want to make sure we weren't repeating ourselves too much, so I went back and flipped through it and just, you know, hopped through it with the Instagram. Instapaper? Insta, what's the one with the, with the audio? Insta, uh, Instapod. Instacast. Great app. And... Um, and it's funny, uh, we talked, uh, it was being my bonnet, as became apparent in the next episode after that, which is a pretty epic episode. Um, but uh, actually, it was the after dark for this episode where I first talked about the cover of the book. That was Towards a great one. It's a year ago. Oh, it was painful. We, but in that, in that one, we were talking about agency in the sense of particularly, yeah, like, who do you, who do you trust to do your stuff? Like, who do you trust to act on your behalf, speak on your behalf, to make decisions on your behalf. You know, whose judgment and taste and uh, 
economic prowess do you trust? And so, you know, in that episode, we talked about two of the three kinds of agency that interest me a lot. Now, the funny part is, turns out, if you listen to the very end of that episode, I started to talk about this other kind of agency, and I said we should save that for a future show. Mm -hmm. So now, literally, one year later, uh, three days, in three days, it'll be a year. Um, I want to talk about that third kind. The first kind of agency is the kind of agency, and what do we mean by agency, right? Is that we get this concept, right? That there are people who represent you. One example we gave was your parents. Your parents are agents, right? There's a lot of stuff. There's a kind of, let's put it this way. Type one is the kind of agency that you have to have and don't get a choice about, right? And that's the kind of agency, like I say, like parents. And we agreed that, you know, obviously you can't choose your parents, but your parents have to act on your behalf. Like, you know, they're, they're the ones who, you know, got to get you the vaccinations and sign you up for school and like, you know, pick you up when you fall down and all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of agency you got to have. The second kind we talked about, uh, where it gets more interesting, are the kinds of agents you choose to have. And we talked a little bit about things like, you know, a, a classic example would be like a talent agent, a literary agent, um, a business manager maybe. And so there's this, uh, but other examples would include things like lawyers and mechanics, right? The kinds of people where you make a decision that there's somebody who can do this thing that you don't want to do, or more often than not, I think it's somebody who just, it's something you can't do or something they are much more suited to doing. Actually, our car is at the mechanic right now. I really like our mechanic. If I don't like that mechanic, and I do, I really like our mechanic. If I didn't like our mechanic, I could say, I could, he never even needs to know that he's not my mechanic anymore. Not going to happen. Jerry rules. Don't be creepy. But uh, in that instance, if I weren't happy with how he was fixing my car, like I don't know how to fix a car. It would be asinine for me to fix a car. I'm very happy to give that to him. Same thing with lawyers. Same thing with all of these people who do something better than you. Um, but I know I'm cho choosing them. Like you sign a thing with your lawyer. You sign a contract with an agent. You s I signed a thing when I dropped the car off that says, hey, it's okay for Jerry to fix the car. You get into that agreement. Now, those kinds of things don't always go well. You know, just ask Billy Joel or the Rolling Stones. Like these things can go really bad and you can discover, we covered this a little bit last time, but the, you know, there can be people who represent you poorly, people you've chosen. You may not find out right away that they've represented you poorly, but you know, there's something tricky to letting other people speak for you. There's something tricky to letting other people, especially make decisions for you. I, uh, I've mentioned this before, but there's this, this uh, dentist I don't go to anymore because he makes me a little crazy. Nice guy, talented guy. But, you know, he's a total mouth fetishist. Like, like all he cares about is my mouth because that's his job. He's a dentist. He doesn't care about any other aspect of my life. His job is to be obsessed with my teeth. That works out in the sense that he says, hey, you know, you should brush more, you should do this, or you should, you know, pay for this expensive procedure or whatever. But I can, I can judge that on its merits and decide. But in that same way, like a, like a talent agent, somebody who's supposed to get you um, auditions as an actor, right? Somebody who's your booking manager as a band, somebody who's getting you gigs, they're fetishizing your career in a way that should work for both of you. Are you with me? Totally. They get 15% or whatever percent your of what you do. Yeah. But the thing is, they're, unless they are like the manager of your life, um, there's one thing that they make a cut on. And, the, you know, my dentist makes uh, money off mouth-related things or my bad mouth-related decisions. A uh, booking manager is going to pick based on, you know, where they can get these gigs and so on. But, you know, the thing to be careful of when you choose somebody as your agent is you want to keep checking in to make sure that, to refer to another episode, that it fits with your platform, 
right? Like if somebody's getting you, trying to get you gigs in a thing that you don't really want gigs in, or they're trying, they're setting you up with things that don't fit the kind of work you'd like to do. Well, it's nice to have work, but they get the same percentage, whether it's a good gig or a bad gig. What they're looking for is some gig that makes them some money. And so there are innumerable examples of agency gone wrong. Like I say, the Stones are a great one. You can read up on that. You know, Billy Joel woke up one day and found out that his, like, whatever, I think it was, like, his brother-in-law had just just been, like, taking him to the cleaners for years. And he never knew it because he trusted the guy. He gave him his agency. This is is, 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 August 89. He fired his manager and former brother-in-law. Major discrepancies. He sued the guy for $90 million. Like, that's, that's the money that went missing. So we got the kinds of agents that we're stuck with in life. We got the kinds of agents that we choose. And you know what I want to talk about today? What? I want to talk about the agents that we never chose. Mm, That sounds very mysterious. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the agents who have decided to speak and decide and represent us on our behalf. Mm. that we never even knew decided that. Hmm. And I want to talk about what I think uh, is a huge downside to that that you may not even know about until it is, to put it melodramatically, too late. Because uh, per my reserve reading that I, that I put out on the uh, toot a little while ago, I think today more than ever, especially if you're somebody who's on the web, you're somebody independent, it is more important than ever to very fearlessly, just courageously and without apology, be incredibly picky about who is allowed to associate themselves with you. Financially, yeah, absolutely. But even just in terms of like who's allowed to Photoshop you into their life, I think, I think you should be allowed to pick who you're associated with and I think you should be fearless about calling out the people who do that without your permission. And that's what I want to talk about. Well, let's, boy, let's boy, do if it. I got some examples, can you even guess what my example is? You probably can't guess. I, I can't guess. It's not like it's anything that's been talked about Nothing. on a single one of your shows. Not, not on this network. Marco. Yeah. Read, yeah. Readability, maybe? Not familiar with their work. Can mm. I tell you about something I like? Yeah. These uh, these guys over at uh, Smile, formerly known as Guy 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 and Gal, and uh, they're a pretty small house, right? They, they they don't have more than like 150 employees, right? Is that how many they have now? Yeah, but uh, Smile, formerly Smile on my Macs, uh, formerly Smile on my Macintosh, uh, formerly Smiling on my Apple II C, mm. not accurate. Uh, they make something that I love a lot called Text Expander, and. Uh, we've talked a lot about it on here, but let's, it's worth mentioning what this is. This is a fantastic utility uh, that runs on OS X. It runs on your iOS devices. It syncs between those devices and enables you to have big chunks of text that get triggered with little chunks of text. There's all kinds of stuff. I, we, we can't go into all the great stuff about this. This is why you should make a point of going to their website and learning about it. Um, but it's, it's something I just can't do without. Even as iOS uh, has added this really hobbled version of what they call abbreviations, there's all kinds of stuff that you you still can't do with that that you really need um, text expander for. Um, we've talked before. I use like shorten my email address. So I type four letters and bloop makes my whole email address. You know, like when you asked me about where to send the uh, ice cream the other day, you notice how quickly I could do that because I had a text expander shortcut that splats out my whole address, my right. phone number, you name it, email signatures. It's just the best. And um, 
uh, you should be using this. And if you're not, shame on you. But but one, one thing I want to talk about in particular today that's super cool, this is where we bring it all together. You know that uh, Brett Terpstra? You familiar with Brett Terpstra? Hmm. He posted something uh, a couple weeks ago that is really outstanding. Um, so this is also kind of an ad for Brett, I guess. Um, he did a comparison thing. I'm going to put this in the robot. You probably saw this, but, you know, a lot of us, especially, you know, gosh, an awful lot of uh, text expander nerds really rely on text expander inside of our, our text editing apps on uh, iOS. Uh, obviously, if you're on OS 10, this will work across all the apps as far as I know, but you have to choose to put text expander inside of your iOS app. Uh, and if it's a text editor app, man, it better be in there. If it doesn't have text expander support, I, I close it and delete it and we're done. No offense, but like that's not for me. But go check out what Brett did. Go to that insane page. I'm there <clears> right now. So what Brett did was, <laughs> with the help of a lot of... This is This is the kind of... And he does it takes in like an hour. He crowdsourced a lot of this, but what he did was he went in... Oh my gosh, look at the hover, the stuff when you hover over it. Isn't this beautiful? Can you drop that into the robot? Yeah, it's in. So he went in and looked at... I'm not even sure how many. I'm going to... I'm going to swag this at about 25 or 30, probably, iOS apps. And he went in and compared all the features on these. Price, does it work on iPhone, iPad? Does it have Dropbox, iCloud, web dev, so on and so on. Down to the features. Can you, does it do markdown? Does it let you copy the HTML? It's fantastic. And look at that column, right? What's the very, very, very first column under features? I'm, I'm looking. This is does a very it support text, text expander. expander. Oh, yeah, and look, as you scroll to the right, the little legend uh, slides along with you as you scroll over. That's sexy. But do this. If you click on... You can click on any of these features. We'll put this in show notes. It's actually already in show notes. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, if you click on Text Expander, you can see that it'll highlight only. <laughs> right. So let's say you want you want a text uh, editor. Let's go. Cool. And uh, you know what? I'm going to put this on Twitter. Uh, this is going to be so strange to any terpstra. I'm going to say, here's the thing we're talking about. Yeah, that's going to make no sense later. I'll delete it. If you want. Dropbox sync support. You want text expander. You want markdown editing features. You click those and it winnows down the choices that will support that. And what do you notice? You notice how many of these support text expander. This is the lingua franca, guys. This will save you so much time. There's even a place you can go inside the OS X app and it'll show you like how many keystrokes you saved. You can put in stuff like shell scripts, date math. <laughs> you know how I check my email, Dan? Have I ever told you this? <laughs> you want to hear how I check my email? I check it whether I need to or not once a month. That's it? Whether I need it or not. No, no. What I do is I go to go up into Chrome, mm -hmm. into the location bar, and I type the following string. G-Day-1. G-D-A-Y-1. And you know what I hear? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and that expands a date math-based URL that will show me all unread mail in my important Gmail inbox after yesterday. So just show me unread important mail from the last day. If I only have a second to look at email and because of the various decisions I've made in life, I really only want to see <laughs> uh, email for a few seconds at a time, I do that. I blast it. I go in there, G day one, boom. And I'll post that you know, in case people want to gank that from me. It's great. That's the kind of thing I'm, you're doing with this. This will save you so much time. And if you don't have that in your text editors, you're, you're a monkey. You're just, you're just clicking for no reason. So... Uh, you should be using Text Expander already. It's a shame that we even have to say this, but thank God, otherwise they probably wouldn't, you know, pay us ice cream to uh, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's what you need to do: you need to go to the Smile site. You need to go to smilesoftware.com/b2w. 
You'll see a lovely landing page that, uh, if memory serves, actually includes the word jackals on it. Isn't that lovely? It Isn't is it nice lovely. when people do that? Smallsoftware.com slash BTW, and uh, you'll be able to, to pick this up right from their site. Highly recommend it. Also, uh, in show notes, you'll see uh, Brett Terpstra's iOS <laughs> text editor. <laughs> He's on that uh, Mac Power Users uh, this week. Oh, that would be a good one. And uh, Katie, Katie makes that noise. and then Does uh, she really? Uh, yeah, and then Brett, Brett tells her the proper way to say Terpstra. She does not make the noise. She does. She Man, does. I'm, I'm so behind on listening. I got to get there. You got, to, you, got, you got a lot of shows. I'm still. I'm already behind on Guitar Boy. It's just too much. This, this isn't their fault. Smilesoftware.com slash BTW. Thank them very, very much for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Hours saved. Mm. <laughs> Here's the thing we're talking about. Type 3, Dan. Type 3. Uh, there's just two types. Type 1 and Type 2. One is the adult onset. One is you get when you're a kid. Oh, you're talking about the one you have to drain your feet? Is that what they do now? Here's what troubles me. Um, <clears throat> this is what makes me um, like a crazy militia guy in a cabin outsider because I, I think I've started to wonder whether my opinion on this is so afield that I, I'm the only one who thinks this, but I think I'm not. I think there are the agents you've got to have. I think there are the agents you choose to have. And then I think there are the agents, the total bastards who come in and claim to have a relationship with you that they don't have. And I think this is really problematic. Um, you know, about headhunters, right? And all about them. Right. So like headhunters, for example, I'm trying to, here's, here's, here's one example that drives me crazy. Just to, just to set some context here. I'll like give the, you a The few, Koopa Kai, that kind of headhunter. Talk about coconuts? These are the guys, the headhunters, you know. I think you're thinking of Chupacabra. That's goat that band that did uh, tub thumping. Get knocked down, get up again. A headhunter is somebody where you're you're a company and you want to hire Tim Cook away from Apple. And so you call up the headhunters, and the headhunter hopefully gets in touch with Tim Cook. Tim Cook says, no, thank you very much. I'm happy. But you know what that headhunter never does? That headhunter never says that they are the company that wants to hire Tim Cook. They're acting as agents. They are being honest. You know what I get? What I get a lot. I get this once a month, and it drives me crazy. I get these emails sometimes from people, and it'll be like, "Hey, uh, hey, it's uh, it's me, Janice, and uh, I uh, got a uh, somebody here who uh, you know wants to hire you for a speaking thing." And for a long time, it, it took me a long time to figure this out. It took me responding to a lot of those emails, which invariably went nowhere, to find out that that's somebody at a speaking bureau who has gotten an inquiry about me, and they said, hey, want, want, want a gig? And for a long time, I was like, hey, that's awesome. Let's talk some more. And the thing is, in retrospect, I can just tell you, I've never had a good experience with any speaking agency to begin with. I've been signed up with two. They were both a total debacle. Uh, they never... I've gotten a total of, I think, two gigs ever, ever, ever from speaking agencies, even from places I'd been with for like a year. But this is the way this racket works. Somebody, somebody sends me an email. And so I get that innocent looking email about how they've got, a, they've got a client there that wants to hire me. I only found this out like about a year or so ago. You know how that transaction actually worked hmm. almost all the time? Somebody at J Random Company calls up Total Bastard Speaking Agency and says, hey, there's this dude out there, something, something in box zero. Do you represent him? Because we would like to have him speak here. And you know what they say? They say, we could get him for you. And they, 
often as not, will also quote a figure for what they think it will cost. I have never spoken to these people in my life, mm. but they are, and I have confirmed this from at least two places that this is SOP in a lot of agencies. So they, without saying that they don't represent me, they imply that they do. They call me up. I know, right. Boo-hoo. The problem is now there's people running around out there acting like they represent me mm-hmm. in that instance, right? I don't have the opportunity. Like they call me up and say, hey, here's like 0.5x of, uh, you know, we know you want to make X, but here's 0.5x. And I say, well, no, <laughs> that's not really. And then we have 10 emails about it. And so today, as soon as I get one of those telltale emails, I immediately say exactly the same thing. I should make this a text expander shortcut. I say two things. Well, three. I say, thank you. Number one. I say, second, I do not work with agencies ever, ever. And if your quote unquote client wants to work with me, have them contact me directly. But when I found that out, that I found that so frustrating because I never agreed to have a relationship with them. I certainly never agreed to have them out there talking about money on my behalf. So, I mean, maybe that doesn't seem like a, a problem for, 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 for you, the, that, the non that's fine for Merlin person. <laughs> but I think stuff like that sucks. Another instance, this thing that I, <clears throat> sorry, I linked to this is in show notes and this is the thing I put on Twitter. A few years ago, all things D, which I think might mean dick, uh, started basically grabbing things that people had written from RSS feeds, started putting them on the all things D site with an author photo and a byline. And to every reasonable appearance and expectation, they made it look like people like Matt Howey and Joshua Schachter were writing for them mm. when they were not. And if, you know, if memory serves, their attitude was the attitude of most people who scrape things, which is you should consider this an honor. Right? I think that is total BS. It happened to me with Lifehacker a few years ago, where they started, they sucked down at one point, they started sucking down RSS feeds from a lot of popular productivity sites and putting it on the homepage, like wrapped in ads. Excerpts, right? Excerpts. But the point is, they were basically churning, like, uh, what's the word? I mean, like poaching content from people and making it look like it was part of their site. That's the kind of agency I don't need in my life. Now, this is where it starts getting into this thing that I'm reluctant to talk about, but I feel like we should talk about because I think there's something to talk about here. Okay. Per that thing I posted, free as in me, it's hard not to talk about money when you talk about agency because the whole point is somebody is usually trying to make money, whether that's an abstract kind of money that comes from page views or whether it's a specific kind of money of claiming that you represent me as a, as a speaking agency. My problem with that, though, is not even the money per se, the problem with that is the fake partnership, the fake relationship that, that somebody is putting out there that I may not even know about. That's what drives me crazy. It drives me crazy when somebody takes something, puts it next to something else, and acts like it was kind of my idea to put those two things together. And I think this matters because I think more than ever, when you're independent, you're doing your own thing, especially on the web. You know, everything's free. You can move it around. It's easy enough. Frankly, like I said in that article, I don't really care if you do stuff with what I write. It's creative commons. Go nuts. But like, don't sell it and don't take my name off it and don't act like I wrote it for you. Like, I think that's wrong. Yeah. And I mean, and this is where I probably sound like a crazy guy, but I, it means so much to me to make these decisions about who I associate with. Like, who's allowed to call me a partner? It's not, it's not a brand thing. It's not an ego thing. It's not a money thing. It's a me thing. It's like, I don't want to be Photoshopped into a picture of your crooked <laughs> business just because it suited you. 
And so then, then what? Then, then the whole thing is like, I have to write you and tell you to please unphotoshop me. It came up again. Uh, when there was all these, for a while, there were these companies that would take uh, things people had said on Twitter and put it on a t shirt. Which, you know, on the face of it, like, oh, what's the big deal? You should consider it an honor. Somebody's doing that. And a lot of people's response to that was, I think, quite sanely, hey, I should get a cut of this. And so I think some of these places came up with something where you could like then kind of claim it and, and get your portion of right. it. But, you know, a lot of people, I was pretty vocal about it for the reasons I've stated. It's not necessarily about the money. It's, it's about you taking something that's not yours and acting like I thought that was a good idea. And I actually had a toot about this, what, 2009. You're going to have to blip this, so be ready. Uh, if you think it's fancy to expect permission to sell stupid shit people said, just wait until you start saying stupid shit that's worth selling. Nobody cares about this stuff until it's about something that they care about. It all seems very abstract and very, very fancy. But if you are a, to use a phrase I hate, a content creator, if you are a writer, if you are a person who makes videos, if Ebom's world is out there taking your videos and putting their watermark on it, like that is some weak sauce. I think anytime that somebody's out there on your behalf pretending that you have a relationship with them that you do not, I think you get into some very complicated problems and I think it's anything but fancy to say that is not cool. But as with the t-shirt people, as with a lot of these folks, it's mind-boggling to me that it is up to us as people who are being put into these fake relationships, it's mind-boggling to me that it's up to us to go in and then opt out. I think that's really weird. Have you had things like this happen? Not, not, a, not a lot, fortunately. There's a lot of there's a lot of backdoor stuff that goes on. That maybe on, there's stuff happening you know you don't know about. Well, like I said to Gina, uh, my, my my friend Gina Trapani, who used to be the editor at Lifehacker, like you know I, I think I think the folks at Gawker and I think Gawker was doing this is several years ago that they did this. I think they did in some ways consider it a compliment, right? Like you're getting distribution. Oh my gosh, that's fine for Merlin. How can you how can you piss and moan about this because you're getting free. Uh, promotion for your stuff. Like, my gosh, how fancy of you to complain about that. But like, what if I don't want your free promotion? Like, you know, what if I don't want to be associated with uh, five-hour energy? Or I don't want to be associated with golf balls? Like, just because you've decided that that's good exposure for me does not give you the right to paste my stuff onto something. And that is the furthest thing in the world from a comp, uh, compliment. And it's actually ridiculously arrogant to think that you could do that. Um, and I, like I say, I think there's a lot of backdoor stuff that happens. I think, I think a lot of folks are, 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 are very happy to be noticed for anything. Like everybody likes to be noticed. Everybody likes to receive compliments. Everybody likes, you know, all that stuff. We wouldn't be putting stuff out there if we weren't seeking an audience. But I think a lot of times, especially with social networking stuff, especially with whatever Facebook... Um, there are always people looking to pay you with compliments, whether you ask for them or not. And so, of course, all things to you. My goodness, that's the Wall Street Journal. They must be doing God's work. Of course, they can put Matt Howie's articles up and make it look like he's a columnist. Mm -hmm. Well, what if Matt Howie, for the sake of argument, uh, had a deal to be a columnist somewhere else? And the people that paid him to be a columnist at another publication saw him on the Wall Street Journal and said, hey, what the hell? I thought you were writing for us. Now it's up to him to have to go explain that. Right? There's, there, there, the agency that we each have to make our decisions about who we associate with is, to me, should include also the vast, vast number of people we decide not to have relationships. 
And what a horrible world that would be if we had to have a running list of who we work with and then a 5,000 times larger list of who we don't work with, having to constantly explain that we don't do that. And I think a lot of it is because you can pay people with compliments and they're happy to receive it. I had a friend uh, recently get an offer from a, a technology company. They said, hey, can we send you this free piece of uh, technology? And he's like, well, okay, why? I said, well, you know, you're popular on social networks and we want to send you this to, you know, just, you know, check it out. And I was like, um, okay, well, I don't really use that particular technology. He's like, oh, okay, well, really, you know, it's just all you have to do is just use it and check it out. It'd be awesome if you mentioned that. And really all you have to do is like agree to let us, you know, mention that you're using it, you know, put your name and your likeness on this page. <laughs> right. And my friend said, well, should I accept this piece of technology in these seemingly innocuous terms? And I said to him, well, if that company that you're not that crazy about and whose products you don't use offered you $700 to be their spokesperson in perpetuity, would you do it? And he said, ah, I see. Because that's what that dingus they want to send me cost. No, never in a million years would I take $700 to be the perpetual spokesman for something I don't use. But see, it seemed like a compliment, but it, but it really wasn't. And this gets us to readability. And this is the, the one thing I've got to say about it because this is the one part that got left out. Disclosure, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't love readability. I killed my account. I never cashed the check. The very modest check that they sent me, I never cashed it. Um, and I think they've done some pretty uh, skeezy stuff. Personally, sorry, skeezy is too strong of a word. Non-optimal. I don't want to get in trouble here. Why, no, but here's why this matters to me um, or why it should matter to you. They are claiming money on your behalf and they are for the sake of argument. I mean, what a weird programming problem it would be to tacitly claim that everybody in the world works for you and then, and then you come in and pick up your check if you realize that that was the case. What a strange thing that is. I think the part that gets missed a little bit in the readability story, it's like Gruber says, if you want to support Daring Fireball, he's got a place where you can go. And you know what? You can get a shirt out of the deal. It's a pretty good gig. But that's, that's the way John makes money. The New York Times makes money by having subscriptions, right? Everybody's got their thing that they do. And you can choose to pay for it or not pay for it. You can steal it, quote unquote, if you want. You can, there's all kinds of tricks. There's all kinds of things you can do. But the thing is, it's not cool to go in and hijack somebody's decision making about what they do. It's not, and like I said in that, that, that free isn't me thing, never guess what my motivations are and never guess what I would consider a compliment. Like, why don't you ask? And if you think that is fancy to say, you don't deserve to be known for what you do because you're, you're just another person just crapping out stuff out there. If you don't care where your stuff goes or who you associate with, you're making dumb decisions. You should be deciding that stuff all the time. You should be saying no to stupid stuff all the time. You should be telling people, no, you are not allowed to pretend that we have a partnership. This is how you become the kind of person or business or writer that you want to be. It's not cool to scrape somebody's name off stuff and reprint it on your site. I really believe that is not cool. And I'm not as worked up about the money part of this in readability as some folks are. I think they have every right in the world to be worked up about it because I think it's pretty weak. I think the part that bugs me is that it intermediates. It, as, as Syracuse might say, it, it creates a middleman when there's not even a middle, right? <laughs> 
Like if you can you can piss and moan all you want about the uh, iOS uh, store setup, the iTunes setup. What is sure. it? 70, 70 30 split, right? Seventy thirty. Um, there was never a gun to anybody's head to put their app on the iTunes store, right? You sign up those terms. You may hate those terms. You may be shaking your fist at Cupertino, but you're on that store because you see something valuable in it. You know what? You know what Apple never did? They did not go out and grab your iOS app and put it up with your name on it and then start collecting money that you can come and get if you realize they're collecting it for you. There was, as Judge Wapner has said, a meeting of the minds in that case. And the thing is, to even call it a middleman is not fair because you can't have a middleman if there's not a person over here who knows there's a middle. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to jump on and, and, and continue to, to beat up on readability. I think they've done some really stinky stuff and I think it's worth calling out. I think Marco, as much as he's trying to be reluctant, that, that business with, with the iOS app, I think, I think that was super weak and I think he's a gentleman not to make a big deal about it. This is not about readability. It's about you. And it's about you deciding who is allowed to claim that they have a relationship with you. And yes, in that instance, to claim that they have a business relationship with you. I just think that's not cool to do. And in the same way that Facebook is constantly having to backtrack on some privacy gaffe, I think all of this after-the-fact shrugging and saying, okay, well, then we'll do it differently is really, really weak. Last thing about readability and completely unrelated. One of the reasons I stopped using them, I deleted the bookmark, was I realized that they used to be the coolest site because they were doing what Marco did in one sense better than Marco. Like their like clean up this page thing was so pretty. Their site was so beautiful. But at one point they released a really neat new version of it and I immediately noticed that it was rewriting the URLs to rebuild. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And I didn't bitch about it. I didn't have any reason to. But guys, this did not happen a couple weeks ago. Them, them dropping down on their knees and saying, mea culpa, we fixed it after there was a kerfuffle. They knew they were doing that for a really long time. Well, in, sen- in the sense of agency, and I guess I am beating up on them. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, those, those page views now go to them. They become, they have inserted themselves somewhere. They've, they've, they've done like an existential uh, injection. that <laughs> was completely unnecessary. I don't want to beat up on them. All I want to say is this to you guys. If it doesn't matter to you, it should. Because it either means that you're not making and doing things that you care about getting uh, ganked or you haven't come up with a business model that you're happy with. If you've done anything to craft for yourself uh, a life and a career that you're happy with, this should make you nuts. It should, I mean, shouldn't you get to decide who's allowed to publish you and claim that you're with them? Shouldn't you be able to decide who's allowed to honor you with that? I mean, I think that you know, that like Stall is a Stallman that talks about like, you know, step, what is it? Uh, you know, the, uh, the bill of rights or whatever, you know, right zero is, you know, to have software and do what you want with it. Well, I think for somebody who makes stuff for a living, like right and responsibility zero is I get to decide every aspect of this. You get to consume it once it's out there, but I get to decide everything about what I do with it, how I charge for it, like where it goes within this licensing. And like I say, if you want to, if you want to quote unquote steal stuff, I hate that term, stealing and pirating. They're so, that's so archaic. But if you want to go do stuff with this, if you want to mangle this up, if you want to put this in LaTeX, do whatever. Like I'm so fine with all of that. But what I'm not fine with is you taking something that's part of what I do and then making it look like it's something that I agreed to do with you. I think that's really bad. I think it's bad for the platform. 
Uh, I think it creates a lot of unnecessary chaos, uncertainty, and confusion because it looks like there's people out there speaking for you when they're not. So how, is, how are people going to know who to go to? You know, are people going to... I doubt that people are going to donate less to John, but I think he certainly has a legitimate beef by saying you're routing around this. But then should you even have to go to people to ask them not to do that? Should I have to ask speaking agencies not to represent me if they don't represent me? Well, I won't. And you know what? I can't. Because if you've got a fake make-believe partner, you probably don't even know it. And I just think that's weak. I think you should, I'm not saying you should go get all worked up about it like I am, but ask yourself why you don't care about this as much as I do. If you want the promotion, that's great. Well, why don't you grow up and decide who's allowed to promote you instead of considering it a compliment when somebody photoshops you into their picture? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Ice cream. You got a thought on this? This is long. Sorry. Sorry, I have full of beans. No, I think it's, is that full? Of, no, I think it. I think it's a very interesting issue because I always think about intent when I think about something like this. Uh, I, you know, I don't get all Buddhisty, but the intent is plays a very, very big role in the way Buddhists view karma, which is not the the Western understanding of karma at all. Uh, but. Your intent when you do something, it weighs very, very heavily on how the resulting actions will play out for you from a karmic standpoint. So I think about that a lot when I think about a situation like this. What what was the intent when they, the readability folks decided to do it in, on this particular issue? I mean, we can expand this out to another one. If, if the intent was good, not good in the sense of, uh, will this make us money? But, but if the intent was truly, their goal was to better things, and they were doing that in a skillful way, which you could argue they weren't, and I would say they weren't, if those two things are in line, then you should have a good result. But the result here has not been good. Now, Marco just said on the last show, he said, you know, what they need to do Mm-hmm. What they should do as a competitor giving them advice, Marco saying this, <laughs> what they should do is they should just close out, cancel, and get rid of the, the, the this whole aspect of their business. And in fact, it doesn't even add anything to their business. And he shared what his revenue was. It, you know, it was very, very minimal. Six dollars, twenty dollars, that kind of thing. It's so it's clearly it's not even making them that anybody that much money. So how why are they even doing it? Why are they even, and I, and I think that that's, that's the part that I think is confusing to a lot of people. But the bigger issue, the bigger topic here, is, is talking about agency the way that you've defined it here, it sucks for a lot of people because they don't even know that it's happening. Uh, you asked earlier if, if, you know, things like that have happened to me. I said, I don't, you know, not that I know of. And that's the that's that's the issue I think behind the scenes here is that so many people had no idea that readability was collecting anything on their behalf, and yet the representation, of course, is that the, that people know about it or that they're they're doing something, even if they started sending checks on your behalf. Maybe you don't want that. They're they're implying that they understand what you want, and that's the issue I think that causes your outrage the most. Because they're they're yeah. supposing to know, know. what, what I you guess want. it's outrage. I mean, I, you I, seem I, outraged. Uh, 
Well, it's not, it's not, I'm not outraged about readability. I'm outraged about people thinking that they get to decide they can pay me. I am the only person in the universe who will decide whether, what the terms of this are. Like if you and I agree on that, that's fine, but you are so not allowed to decide the terms. Mm. You're, you're just, you're just not allowed. Like that's, you know, I mean, how do you think this, uh, not everybody of course is affected by readability, but how, give me an example of like a non Merlin, you know, this is a fine for Merlin situation. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you're like a, you're like a big deal on the internet. Well, okay, how does this if, happen in daily life for, for, you know, the, the regular, the regular Joe? What if you wanted to improve the reading experience of people on the web and, uh, make a, make a little bit of money for content creators? Cause let's be honest, content creators, people who do blogging, like it's hard, it's hard. You know, ads don't always make a lot of money. Maybe you don't want a bunch of ads on your site. You want a way to be able to help authors out and create a better reading experience. Right. So, so like what if for the sake of argument, you made, you had a service that aggregated all the readability.com links and created a bookmarklet that would allow you to rewrite that URL to even better readable.net. Mm. And then you gave everybody, <laughs> you, you uh, said that you were going to give anybody who claimed it a, uh, what let's say a, a 90 10 split okay you built it on top of readability i don't uh-huh. know if they got an api you could probably just do this back in the day you used, used to be able to go to link colon uh, tld and it would show you all the links for that it's an extreme example but i think there's certainly an element of sauce for the gander going on here like how would they feel if people did that to them sure like i said to gina when when uh when lifehacker was was uh wrapping my stuff i wrote in in links well I, excuse me, in ads. Well, it says 43 folders right on there, right? That's, it's, I have a lot of complex reasons why I, I don't update that site so much anymore, but they're my reasons, right? And back then when I was very actively trying to write something to keep people interested in the site, when I was, whatever that little journey of that site was, I was very, very involved in it at that time. And I did not consider that a compliment. And so what I said to Gina in that email was, I, you know, <laughs> I wonder how Nick would feel if, uh, what is it? Uh, what was his? His is, uh, his and gadget. What's his? Nick who? Oh, I'm sorry. What's the, uh, what's the gadget blog? What's the Gucker gadget blog? And gadget. Is that him? Well, like how would he feel if, is he in gadget or gizmodo? Which gizmodo, it? which is the one you're thinking of. Gizmodo. That's the Nick Ben one. I don't read that one. Well, the point is how would he feel if his competitor started taking every article that they posted and started including it in a feed on their homepage as a compliment? to him. I have this weird feeling that he would not consider that a compliment. I would just have to guess that he might even say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We don't need the promotion. We already have a going concern that we're very happy with. And just about the last thing in the world that I need is you literally taking the things that we've written and putting ad- put ads around them. You're our competitor. Now, I haven't considered Lifehacker a competitor for a long time for any reasons I won't go into. <laughs> but all I'm saying is in every instance, whether it's the Facebook privacy stuff, um, whether it's taking money on somebody's, uh, you know, implicit behalf and, and not saying, well, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you ever just, just kind of think that through and realize how somebody could find that uh, kind of unsavory? You know, um, in the culture of compliments, that probably seems just fine. But ask yourself how you would feel about that with your business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't think the intent, I think I, I, I have no way of knowing this, but I loved readability when it came out. It was, I, it replaced instant paper, uh, for 
not bookmarking, but for especially for cleaning up a page, it's still it's just it looks fantastic. It's really really yeah, beautiful. That's that was an amazing feature that I, I absolutely I, loved. Yeah, and I signed up because you know what? Hey, free money. Sure, why not? We'll see how this goes. Mm. Setting aside that 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 money part of it for just a minute, um, when that change came along and they they did the stuff with rewriting pages, something just it didn't sit right with me, and it, it felt I don't know. I I don't want to go on about that. All, all I want to say is that like. If maybe the message I'm trying to get across, and maybe maybe this is me just trying to talk to myself and not feel like a giant internet dick, but I really think these are the kinds of things you should give yourself permission to claim for yourself. That if you don't mind people acting on your behalf without telling you, you should. That's that's an opportunity, not just for you to go out. And not that you should just go out and start yelling at people, but if you're not a little bit worked up about that, you need to ask yourself some questions. Like if you really, really cared about what you made, let's say you wrote a book or let's say you um, put out a record or something. Like how would you feel about about somebody? And I'm not talking about like, you know, Pirate Bay or something here. I'm talking about like, like what if what if people just started claiming that you were on their label? Or, right. or what, <laughs> what if what if they said, well, you know, we're going to start selling these these tracks on our site. And, you know, if you figure it out, you can come and claim your part. And we decided what the split is. I think those kinds of decisions go beyond just like, hey, thanks for the follow. I think that stuff gets into the kinds of, of decisions that we make, not just about our business. Business is the wrong word for it. The platform is really a better word for it. Part of the platform, and we talked about a few episodes, is about deciding exactly what these relationships are. And, you know... Let's, let's not mince words. There are a lot of people I do not want to be associated with. There are people I do not, not because they're bad people, but you know, because they're bad people. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want you claiming that we're doing a thing together if we're not, because I never agreed to that. So now in the same way that, you know, it's like Mr. Topham had says, you've caused confusion and delay. People are going to go out there and they're going to try, if they are interested in finding this thing that I do, they may wonder why my stuff is over here on this site. If Matt Howie, this is a hypothetical, I don't, I don't know where, if Matt's done column stuff, but think about stuff like, um, think about this, think about uh, D-Sparks. Think about uh, the Macalope. Think about people who write for places. And now, usually that's a non-exclusive uh, thing. But if for the sake of argument, one of their articles got scraped, showed up somewhere else with their name on it, they're not going to think to go to that publisher first, they're going to go to the author. They're going to go to the writer and say, what in the hell are you doing? Why did you, why did you give this to them? And now it's up to that person to have to go and explain that they had absolutely nothing to do with that. So with that. Am I wrong? No, Don't right. you think that's what's likely to happen? Well, then why is it not patently obvious that people are always looking at the creator or the author, the writer? They're looking at that person as being the one who had the agency to put anything anywhere. The publisher is beholden to the creator. They're the ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody would ever, nobody would ever look at J Random Scrapey site and, uh, and uh, if it's done well, like all things D, they're going to assume that uh, all those folks meant to be there. Anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't have a giant point uh, apart from a lot of ranting about this, but I think this is worth talking about because it gets to something deeper. If you're serious about this stuff and you really want to go pro, you need to start thinking about this stuff more. It's great to be quoted. It's great to be complimented. But it's not great to have people tell you what you do for a living, who you're allowed to do it with, and you should be making those kinds of relationships on your own because those are important relationships. Who you decide to be in a photo with becomes very, very important. 
If I go out there and, and get my picture taken with uh, Don Wells, that doesn't mean I get to claim that I was on Gilligan's Island. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. You'll be Especially, all right? Or? I, might, I might need to lay down, but before lay I lay down, I'm going to tell you about something I like. Okay. You got a minute? I would love to hear about this. Have you heard about this uh, Squarespace? You heard about this? I have. There's uh, this cool ice cream uh, Wait place that's switching over. to. It's, it's, I think it's an $8 thing. Eight bucks a month. Yeah, so I want to, uh, this is going to be a, how <laughs> we say this, it's going to be a quickie, but uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, Squarespace, uh, squarespace.com um, slash back to work, uh, they are a fantastic site for hosting a blog or a portfolio or any of your stuff. It's, it's, it's a real soup to nuts solution. You can hang your domain on there. You can import your blog from some other site. It's, it's really great and easy to, easy to use. Two, two quick things today. First of all, I want to reiterate that they have greatly simplified their pricing. And, and lowered the prices, uh, I believe, uh, to where now you can you can get uh, they have two levels of account. They're very very affordable, and you get twenty percent off of your year long account. You get twenty percent off the cost of your account if you sign up for a year, um, and you get an even bigger discount if you do it with us. But what I want to highlight today is something super cool they've been doing called uh, these workshops, and. Uh, there's so many places. I, I kind of want to all collect all of these in one place. But the neat thing, one thing Squarespace is great at, they have great documentation. They have great um, like tutorials. But they've been doing this thing where they're posting videos, like like long, you know, like 30-minute videos about how to do stuff. So if you've got a Squarespace account and you're, you're looking to do more cool stuff with this or you're wondering like what we're always blathering on about, you can actually go in and, and just even, you don't have to watch the whole thing. You can even flip around. But you can go see how to build a portfolio. You know, if you're sick of having your stuff just disappear after a day on Tumblr, nobody ever sees it again. If you want to host it yourself, this is a place to do that. They have a, one of the ones I really like was called Beyond the Blog. And it's like after you've like learned how to make a basic journal, you can see so much more stuff you may not have realized you can even, even do a journal. So we put those in show notes. Uh, and this is the best time uh, right now. There might be a better time, but you know, I, I would jump on while you can because in addition to that 20% off for signing up for a year, you will get... You, personally, the user, as a beloved back-to-work listener, you get an extra 10% off whatever you get from the Squarespace folks, but you have to use the special offer code. Do you, do you remember what the uh, special offer code no, is? No, can you remind me what, what I'll it was? I'll remind you, for the month of four, the offer code is turns out. <laughs> so when you go to squarespace.com slash back-to-work and sign up for your surprisingly affordable account with them, use the uh, checkout code, turnout code. What's it called? Discount code? Turns out code? Uh, Low Ryan calls it an offer code. That, I don't know. Promo code is what I... Promo. Turns out. There's no space in turns out. And you will get... I, I believe I've done this math right, but that would be 30% off your stings for the whole year, which is, which is a whole lot of percent. And check out these videos. I already put them in show notes. Um, there's a whole bunch more. They've got stuff. They've got this great developer area. They've got all these uh, wonderful tips and like little CSS hacks you can do to accomplish things easily just by dropping in some code. Um, it's a tremendous service. I love it a lot. Um, and... Uh, Better time than ever to sign up. Squarespace.com slash back to work. And you get an extra 10% off with the code turns out. Turns out. Marco did it. Did you hear Marco do it? Marco did the voice on his show. Yeah, he did. He uh, just briefly. He's a big turns out guy. Yeah, he says a lot. you read that Dave Pell newsletter? You read that? I do. I did. A new one just came in uh, while we were doing the show. But of course, I wouldn't. This MailChimp thing, right? Yeah. Those guys are great. There's, oh, so uh, uh, thank you very much. Squarespace.com slash back to work. I got to tell you. Uh, th- we thank uh, Lil Ryan and Squarespace.com for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Um, Dave uses the phrase turns out. Start watching for it. He's in almost every uh, 
edition. It's, it's become a little game. That's a great thing. People should subscribe to that. It's really good. What's it called? What's it called? He's got, like, he's got so many properties, I can't even keep up. Next Draft. Next Draft. The day's most fascinating news, he's, he claims. I'm one of the very few people these days, apparently, who um, doesn't mind the word curation. Because I, I, I still think that's a... I think you can abuse it if all you're doing is, you know, posting, you know, unannotated links, then that's uh, really curation. But I mean, you know, there's blogs out there like, what, like Hotkey or, you know, Gruber. Or, there are people out there, you learn a lot about their editorial voice by what they choose to put in. And Dave is doing a great job with that uh, next draft. I, I really like, I like the way he packages it up. It's nice that you can just go in and get a little uh, snapshot of what's interesting today. And he does it every day. Is that right? It doesn't seem possible, but he does it every day. Yeah. Doesn't he have a job and stuff? No. Isn't he like an internet superhero or something? Yes. Hmm. He does that show with you still, right? Not with me, but he does it on, on 5 by 5 Very occasionally. He'll just, once in a while, he'll, he'll send an email and say, latest episode is here. Hmm. And uh, we know we don't really, know. Like, he does it alongside you, probably, would be a better way to put it. Beside. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. the bundling board in place. With the bundling and the making of chocolate cake behind you. Is this still the show, or? It is the show. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm trying I'm to checking. find my way See, out. Is this I, what um, people tune in for, do you think? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Right. Um, just across the T. Um, three kinds of agency. The kind you got to have, the kind you choose to have, the kind you never cho- chose to have. And I, I just, the thing I want to reiterate is that it's not simply about money. It's not simply about this idea of stealing. It's about the idea of just like, I just think it's super weak to let other people, not to let other people, to find, to find that other people are doing these things on your behalf. And uh, maybe the upshot of this is, well, yes, I'm trying to get you to be maybe not quite as hot-headed as me, but I'd like you to think about it. Because like I say, if you're not worried about it, you need to think about how much you really care about this stuff. If you really, really care about that thing you put out, wouldn't you like to decide like where it gets to go? You know, If it goes to a million places, shouldn't you get to decide that it goes to a million places? If somebody's operating an above-board business, it just seems reasonable to be able to have that kind of a conversation with somebody. But so yeah, I'm also, I guess, saying to the companies that do this kind of stuff, like, man, you know, like I say, don't, don't, don't stick your dick in my mashed potatoes and call it a birthday cake. Like, that's not cool. It's not cool to do this. It's not an honor. It's not a compliment to have people do this to you. It's an honor and a compliment if someone says, I want to talk to you like a grown up and decide what kind of thing we could do together. That's a very, very cool thing to do. You know, a compliment <laughs> uh, the backdoor brag, right? Uh, it's like you, a compliment is something that you give to somebody because you think they're doing a good job. It's not a way of finding a new thing to wrap ads around, you know, especially if it's not something that you made. Weak, weak sauce. <laughs> People. Photoshop. Ice cream. You want to button this up? Sure, we can do that. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>